Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So WWE has just released a bunch more guys and it sucks Every single time. And one of those people, although of course they're all bad, was Fandango. And I have been watching Fandango for what feels like 15 years of my life. And you remember that time the whole Fandangoing was a thing? It was like, whoa, bum, bum. I can't remember how it went. If only we pulled the trigger a little bit more. But I tell you this, they are all very talented cats. And I don't doubt they're going to smash it elsewhere. Or at least that's what I hope. But the machine and the grind does keep on going. So Smackdown literally had an event about 32 minutes after all that happens. So now we need to find out, well, does it get an up or does it get a down? And we do that with me, Simon Miller for One Culture Wrestling, using this to finger a power, which does indeed give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. It's just a little bit of a critique. You don't have to agree with me, but let's up those downs for Friday Night Smackdown. very surprised at the start of this week's Smackdown because Paul Heyman said the word hospital. Now I'm sure he meant local medical facility because who in the hell even knows what a hospital is but he and Roman Reigns were taking great pleasure in the fact that he had put Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio in a nearby local medical facility and this was actually great news for me because I presumed that Dommy Boy was dead at least he's actually going to recover from his injuries. Sadly Roman's happy times were then wrecked because Jimmy Uso entered his locker room and said listen I talked to Jay Uso and he has told me he is never coming back and I felt like a proud dad. I was like good for you Jay Uso you have been manipulated for months now you don't need this ship in your life you need to stand up to this terrible behavior and make sure it never happens again. I mean, Roman's basically been treating him like a child with a Pop-Tart and now he's taken aim at Jimmy Uso as well because Jimmy was like, well, I can be your right-hand man. And Roman Reigns essentially went, ha, ha, you... You can't do that. You're an absolute buffoon. Even then, though, Jim Bob was trying to convince him. And this hurt me deep down in my tum-tum as well. Because I was like, Jimmy, you better have a plan up your sleeve here. Because I don't need to see anybody else succumb to our tribal chief. Especially not an Uso. They have been through too much. Still, Jim said that he is going to prove it. And this whole storyline is just great. Like, it's long-term. It plods along every single week. And it gives you nuggets of goodness that get you invested. I am always so damn happy with it. 
That's why it's good though. Bianca Belair was also out after that and I needed this because she's just a happy person that's happy with her life and especially happy that she's still the SmackDown Women's Champ. It's also a bit weird because she did tell us that she enjoys looking into the reflection of her championship and not because she was vain but because it reminds her that she needs to be proud. I thought that was quite a nice line, especially because she just has the best facial expressions. She looked like she was the most pleased pup in the world. She also let us know that Ding Dong the Witch is dead in relation to Bailey, but don't worry, I did a quick little checkup, and thankfully, Bailey is still alive, also not a witch. You will not believe what happened after this, too, because Seth Rollins' music hit, and he got in the ring, and he attacked the EST of the WWE, and then got a microphone and went, <laughs> I want to challenge you at Money in the Bank for your championship. <laughs> if you actually thought that did went down, what is wrong with you? What program do you think you're watching? I mean, the only part that was true is that yes, Seth Rollins, he did indeed come out. He ragged on her straight away because he was all like, no one cares about your victory. Everybody's more invested in me because I was the underdog when I took on Cesaro. And also, you fluked your way to a win against Bailey, so you shouldn't be saying anything. Seth then wanted a high five, and I was like, Rollins, that ain't gonna work. You need to read your high five manual. You gotta build up a rapport first. Of course, Bailey then came out because WWE has to go WWE. And her big insult was, I'm not going to call you Bianca Belair anymore. You're going to be Bianca Bell Loser. And I was like, Bailey, really, that's all you've got? You may as well have gone in her face and went, you're a jerk from Jerkland. Thankfully, Bianca agreed with this and just punched Bailey straight in the face. And even though Seth Rollins tried to break them up, that just opened the door, ironically, for Bales, who then started to beat up the SmackDown Women's Champion. But this whole segment then went crazy because Cesaro's music was playing and he ran down and he was beating up Seth Rollins and then somebody used their magical powers. He must be up there living in the sky. <laughs> we were all of a sudden getting a mixed tag team match. Who saw that coming? I thought this was really fun though. Something about the Cesaro Bianca Belair team just worked. And given that across the other side of the rings, you had the cacklers, you know, <laughs> I had a tremendous good time. Up. And obviously it's not a real intergender match because it's always men versus men and women versus women, which kind of means this was WWE just giving you a rematch from the pay-per-view without making it seem like it was a rematch from the pay-per-view. But to be honest, that's half the trick and they pulled it off. Cesaro and Bianca were flying around early until Bailey took over by taking Belair's injured shoulder and throwing it into the barricade and that's when the bad guys were in control. We then did get a hot tag to Cesaro, but you never really get a hot tag in a max tag team match because as soon as Cesaro tagged in, Rollins tagged in as well. But look, as ever, these two went at it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'm always going to be impressed with their wrestling acumen. Cesaro hit this awesome cross body and followed it up with a big swing and was going for the sharpshooter. And that's when I almost had a heart attack because Bailey distracted him, allowing Seth Rollins to hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. I was, please, no, don't end like that. My bones can't take it, but actually it didn't. Instead though, we did have some clashes because Bailey just launched his health at Cesaro, but he caught her. And then because Seth Rollins was running around the place, he knocked Bianca Belair. That kind of threw her off her game. She got hit with the rose plant and Bailey pinned the champion for the one, two, three. So I suppose this does mean the Bianca Bells feud has to continue, and that's a little bit strange, because Bailey is now two nothing down, so how the hell could she justify another go around? But look, as I always say, this was just so enjoyable, I ain't even gonna get mad at the quite big plot holes. Jimmy Uso then wanted to know how he could become the official right-hand man of Roman Reigns. And if he had come to me for advice, I would have said, well, I'd get him a nice seat, 
I'd shine up some table and then I'd murder a child. But thankfully he wasn't talking to me and he did want to know from Paul Heyman who said, you need to go out there, you need to have a main event match, you need to become main event Jimmy Uso and then trust me, Roman will start seeing you like he saw Jay. So that's what Jim Bob went to sort out. I'm then gonna tell you the truth. I love all this wacky stuff with the SmackDown crown. And look, I realize it's well over the top. I just must be an idiot and it is getting it up. Because honestly, we had the most ludicrous ceremony with Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura while they were putting the crown on his head. And if it wasn't for the craziness of this and you were tuned in for WWE for the first time, you would completely believe that these two were meant to be the villains. But they're not. They're my new favorite characters in all of professional wrestling. This was flipping great. Pat McAfee was also having the time of his life on commentary. And at one point, all these three guys were just dancing as Rick Boogs played his guitar. If you want to make all of wrestling like this, I'm not going to complain, especially because then we cut to the back. Kayla Braxton was interviewing Baron Corbin, accidentally called him king before we'll go, oh, no, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. And poor Baron, I mean, he was devastated. He was watching this all on the monitor and he just said, what's the point anymore? I can't go on. And he walked off crying. And I was like, my what? I didn't think we were gonna tie this into like an emotional twist and Baron Corbin has needed something new for a while. And damn it, I think this may be it. And yeah, I get it again, it's a crown, but who cares? If everybody involved in the storyline gives a damn, I will give a damn too. I mean, honestly, it was just perfect nonsense. It was perfect nonsense. And I would like you to give me more of this, please. Thank you very much. Going on my thought process as well, if I was Seth Rollins, I would be super duper pissed off because he found Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville in the back and he was like, look, we've all seen what's been going down. I feel like I deserve a title match against Roman Reigns. And when they do decide to do that, you can sign me up. And despite the fact that anybody else that has gone to Pearce and Deville and said, give me this, they just gone, all right, here it is on a silver platter. They said, sure, Seth, that sounds like a great idea, but we want to hold back and see what else is going to happen. I mean, Rollins should have been living. I am king, of course, because this was a nice, intriguing skit, especially given how SmackDown ended. It was essentially a massive tease. Money in the Bank qualifying next, and WWE came up with a way to get Big E a win over Apollo Crews without changing the IC title. You damn right, up. And the long and the short of it is that these two, they just don't have bad matches. The chemistry is awesome, and I think it would be impossible. Also, Big E needed something like this because his program and feud with Alistair Black was just running to the ground because in terms of what we're seeing on the TV, Alistair Black just vanished. So thank Flubbins he got the victory here. Of course, Commander Aziz was just interfering as much as he possibly could, which begs the question why nobody in management has gone, we should probably ban him from ringside. I mean, at one point, Big E had the stretch muffler on Apollo Crews, and Aziz just grabbed him and put him on the ropes. How is that fair? This allowed Apollo Crews to hit Big E right in the face and then hit this awesome frog splash German suplex thing majig for the one, two, three. And then when Big E was on the outside, Aziz was attacking him again. And finally the referee did see this and he went, you know what, as you have to go to the back and he left. I mean, it only took around about 78 years. Apollo then went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and once again, I broke down inside. But WWE rewarded me once again, because Big E kicked out of that. He hit the big ending, and he won, and it was perfectly clean. He deserves his position in that ladder match. My word, I could have cried. This also does mean that, yes, Big E is going after that briefcase. And just to let you know where I stand with that, give him the thing. That's right. Sami Zayn was then being interviewed when from nowhere he was informed. By the way, Sam, next week you're going to be in the Money in the Bank qualifying match against Kevin Owens. 
And if you are someone that enjoys social media, this would have had you scratching your head. Because this absolutely has to be a last minute decision because KO told everybody in the Twitter sphere recently that he is going to be taking some time off. Then I can only assume that the writing team looked at their books and went, oh, we've got to do something here. Somebody tell Big Kev, he got to come back. So we'll just have to take it at face value, otherwise we do get into the silliness of WWE. And Sammy then just made this so much worse for himself because he stormed into Adam Pearce's office. He was all like, oh, I shouldn't have to do this. It's not fair. So Adam Pearce went, all right, cool, I've heard you. And now next week, it's going to be a last man standing match. Now, if I was a bang man, I would presume that Sami Zayn does win that match after Kevin Owens takes some kind of crazy bump, which does allow him to be written off TV. And if anybody does deserve a rest, it's that man. He always gives it his all. Sonya Deville then carried this on by walking to the ring and just telling us who from the women's division on the SmackDown side is going to be in their money in the bank. And do you want to know why she did this? I have no idea, but I'm going to presume that it's because the roster on SmackDown when it comes to the ladies is a little bit shallow at the moment, hence why Bianca Belair and Bailey is still going on. They probably need to put some women on that show. As it turned out, it's Carmella too who has done nothing to earn that spot. And after she had done her entrance and decided, you know what, I don't think we did that very well, she went to do it again before Liv Morgan came out instead. Now this was very nice and very welcome because Morgan actually got some mic time, which rarely happens. And because she wanted to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match as well, Sonya Deville just went, okay, prove it by having a match with Carmella. But surely proving it would have been winning, which ultimately should have taken Carmella out of the thing because Liv Morgan had won. But the answer to all of that is no. Anywho, they did have this match. It barely went three minutes. At one point, Natalia and Tamina, there's nobody meaner, were watching from backstage. I mean, the TV was literally here. So how they could see anything, I don't know. And then we cut back to the ring. Liv Morgan won with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But I would guess this means they're both in the hunt for the briefcase, but I have absolutely no idea. And if you were to tell me this was thrown together at the last minute, I think I would believe you. It was just so strange. It was so weird. Afterwards, Carmella didn't give a shit that she'd lost. She was like, I don't care. I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. You tell me down. Jimmy Uso and Dolph Ziggler then had a really good wrestling TV match. Thankfully, Jay Uso did win. Otherwise, he'd be electrocuted or something. Giving it an up. There's not even much to say about it. I suppose the highlight is when Jimmy Uso got zigzagged into the steel steps and that looked horrific. And once again, Dolph Ziggler went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. I started to have an aneurysm, but then Jimmy Uso just super kicked him and he pinned him and he won. It honestly came out of nowhere. It pleased me though, because it means Jimmy gets to stay alive for another week. But when he did go to the back, it was like, oh, Roman, acknowledge me, please. I'm so happy. Roman basically treated him like an ex-partner. He barged past. And once again, my heart broke because Jimmy Uso, he was so, so sad. Thankfully, however, this was all leading to a flipping damn good ending to this week's SmackDown. And it's getting up. Because Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman were just in the ring taking great pride in all these people that they have destroyed. I mean, Braun Strowman, The Fiend, The Mysterios, Daniel Bryan, Edge, Kevin Owens, all have come up against our mighty tribal chief and all have failed. So now we must bow at his toes. Heyman went on to tell us that within a year, Roman has just wiped out the division and therefore our head of the table is going to have to do something we've never seen before. And he passed the mic to Roman, and just as he was about to tell us, Edge came back to SmackDown. It kind of got me a little bit because we are so close to having fans back in the arena. They would have popped huge for this. But as always, the rated R superstar is just great. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to chat. He just wanted to kick Roman Reigns' ass. And my word, did he do that 
with a face of thunder. And he slammed him into the announce table and he speared him and Roman Reigns tried to hit him with a chair. And of course, that's when Jimmy Uso came down like, Roman, I will save you, I will save you. But he absolutely flubbed up because he then got speared to the barricade. It kind of did work, however, as Roman and Paul Heyman scarpered away. And that left Edge just to look into the camera like I'm doing now, going, right in there, right in me. I mean, he was so mad. But what a frenetic end to this week's show. It left me feeling super duper pumped. You've got to figure as well that it leads to these two at Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins interferes, which then leads to Edge versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam because we're also going to do Roman Reigns versus John Cena. And I'm sorry, but that's a pay-per-view I want to see more than my own mother. That's not true, Mom. I love you very much. But I kind of feel like SmackDown is about to get even better still. And how in the hell is that a thing? So it was great to see Edge back. Once again, he was just so damn intense. I was like, man, he's kidding me. I'm a little bit scared by him. So overall... You bet your ass is getting up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.